Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. It is the final week of Fear Factor Month on the Get Ready for the Future show. All October long, we've been sharing what people fear the most about retirement. This week, it's all about taxes. That is certainly a certainty, but planning can make a difference. The Get Ready for the Future show starts right now. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And welcome into another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we are guiding Arkansans every day to and through retirement with strategies to provide consistent and dependable income. My name is Scott Inman. Happy Saturday to you. To my left, Troy Johnson making his second consecutive appearance on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we believe it's two out of the last three, right? I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have to pay you overtime. That sounds good. John, <laughs> John, John is shaking his head at you right now. Well, it's not going to no, happen. It's coming no. out of Scott's salary. That's all I can Goodness. <laughs> never mind. I, I really retra- don't care where it comes from. So. <laughs> I retract that statement. John Shrewsbury to my right, Janet Walker to his. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. As we get into, I tell you what, we are confident confident people, because we are about to do an hour-long broadcast on taxes and expect you to be entertained. (laughs) (laughs) It'll happen. It is important, but, you know, when you start talking about taxes, uh, we definitely have uh, work to do to to talk about the importance of planning for taxes in retirement. I think most people know that. Um, As we get people in the office, we hear that from our clients often, that they want to know about how taxes are going to impact their retirement, and particularly their retirement income. This is our final week of Fear Factor Month. So in case you have missed it, all month long we've been talking about what people fear the most about retirement. And if you missed any of those prior broadcasts, I want to remind you, you can check us out on podcasts. We did week one on running out of money. That is certainly the most important or the biggest fear that people have. In fact, there have been surveys out that uh, indicate that people fear it worse, uh, worse than death itself running out of money in retirement. Our second week was about Social Security, and certainly people fear that as well, the unknowns about it uh, in the future. And then last week we talked about a potential market downturn or even another financial crisis. So what if that happens in my retirement? What are some possible strategies and solutions to take those on? So those are the three big fears we've talked about so far on Fear Factor Month. And then today we're talking about taxes. So when you think about taxes, Obviously, John, a lot of people's money, most of Americans' wealth is in a qualified plan, is in either their 401k at work or whatever retirement plan they have, meaning it went in before it was taxed. And it has yet to be taxed. So when you talk about taxes in retirement, that's why it's important because most of the wealth is going to be taxed when you take it out and utilize it as income. Yeah. And and if you think about the fact that you don't have any deductions to speak of in retirement because generally your kids are grown, so you don't get the, the exemptions for them. Uh, unless you have a lot of expenses that are deductible, the whole idea of you being able to itemize your yeah. deductions is out the window because the standard deduction is so much. So that does kind of put folks that are retired in kind of a weird situation where they are, are it seems at least that they're more heavily taxed during their retirement years than they are during their working years. But the other thing that also brings a lot of consternation from folks is the fact that they, they realize that Social Security is subject to tax. Now, there are different levels of taxation depending upon what your overall income is in during retirement as you draw Social Security. But standard is it's at least 50% of it is taxable, if not 85% of it, if you're in a, in a decent income bracket, let's right. say. And so it is something that we get a lot of questions on, Scott, and a lot of people are just uh, trying to find ways that they can minimize taxes uh, during their retirement. And that creates fear. And the other thing that I think is important here to, to mention is, you know, there all the political talk. Uh, and then there are folks that are frankly just demagoguing that they, they, they come in and they just say, okay, you know, taxes are going to go to 90% or something like that. And that's just a misnomer. Uh, they're, they're, you know, way back when, 
there was a strata of income back in, I guess, in the 70s or 60s, yeah. where there was a, a, a significant percentage of whatever you earned above a certain threshold that went 90, 80 or 90% of it went to uh, taxes. But that's all been, you know, uh, lowered dramatically over the years. And But there is always fear that comes into play when you talk about where the federal deficit is and all that. And, and it just seems like that as you get to retirement, you're more susceptible to those, you know, demagogue pitches. Yeah. Uh, and, and oftentimes you have to look behind that pitch and go, all right, why are, why are they really telling me this? Yeah, what's the motivator? So if if the reason that they're telling you that taxes are going to go to 90% is because they're selling a product that helps you on taxes, then you need to pay attention to, to you know, is this really a fear game or is this legit? And here's the reality. We don't know what tax rates are going to be in the future. You know, that Washington can change that at any point, and we frankly don't have any control over it. But what you've got to do is to be able to, to the best of your ability and to the best of your current knowledge, be able to plan for an income that net of all of the taxes that you have to pay still provides you with what you need and hopefully with what you want as well. You bring up a great point there. And and Troy, when we talk to folks, we ask them what their income needs to be in retirement. And oftentimes what we get is a net number, not a gross number. Right. So that's that's our job. We know that when we ask you what you need every month, you're going to give us an answer in spendable dollars. So we're going to gross that up, you know, depending on what tax bracket you're in to be able to provide a gross amount of income that will net you what you need every single month. Um, I also think it's important to mention real fast that we're not CPAs, we're financial advisors, uh, but we pretty well understand the tax rules as they relate to your retirement. But if you don't have a CPA, then we can definitely refer you to one if you have some more detailed questions. And I think that's the key that that oftentimes is overlooked in the whole process of financial planning. Uh, you know, a lot of times people go, oh, you know, I just do my taxes or I do TurboTax or I figure it out myself or something like that. There's a reason that there's a profession out there yeah. that, that does this. And, and a good CPA uh, will be will actually save you more money and oftentimes uh, than they will cost you in terms of uh, helping you to understand how to minimize taxes and and actually get through retirement in a very tax efficient way. John, you mentioned Social Security. I do want to take a moment to uh, invite folks out to our final Gen Wealth Academy workshop of 2019. It is coming up October 29th at 6:30 at Mike's Place in Conway, and we're talking about Social Security. We'll get into the the tax as well, but obviously claiming strategy is an important part of that. The future of Social Security the solvency of it. Uh, we'll have Stephanie Smith as a co-presenter in that, and really I shouldn't even call her a co-presenter. She's the, she's the main show when it comes to our Social <laughs> Security workshop because if, she spent 27 years at the Social Security Administration. If we had spotlights, we'd just put the spotlight on her right. and just, you know, we'd be, be in there. In the shadows. To, we'd be in the shadows. Yeah, in the shadows, it. just kind of keeping things moving along because she is the rock star. She is the person that knows, you know, just tons and tons of information about Social Security. And I, I had the privilege of uh, presenting with Stephanie at the uh, Benton workshop uh, in Saline County a couple of weeks ago, and it was really easy for me. All I had to do is just kind of keep things moving and, mm-hmm. and be sure that we didn't, you know, go down a pig trail someplace. Yeah, and, be there till midnight. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> she, she would. She would stay there that long. Well, yeah, and, just and, to answer people's questions. Yeah, there were such great questions from the audience and very detailed, very specific to their situation. So, folks in Conway and Faulkner County, all in that surrounding area, Moralton, uh, even. As far away as Russellville. If you're listening to us today in Russellville, you probably want to make it over to Conway. It's just a short trip uh, to plug into this Social Security workshop. It, it is, uh, I don't think you can get any more straight from the horse's mouth than you can uh, with Stephanie. So the expectation of a Gen Wealth Academy workshop for you is to just bring your questions, expect dinner, and get your questions answered. There's no cost to attend, and we are not there to sell you anything. If you'd like to sign up, you can do that by going to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. Again, it's October 29th at 630 at Mike's Place in Conway. We only have a few seats left, so hurry and sign up and reserve yours. We're back talking about taxes on today's Get Ready for the Future show after this. There are only three things you can count on in life. Death, taxes, and the Get Ready for the Future show on Saturdays. Back with more after this break. Do you worry about retiring? How much is enough? Can I achieve my retirement goals? 
Hi, I'm Scott Inman for Genwell Financial Advisors, and we've been helping Arkansans retire for 14 years. Get answers in less time than it takes to check social media. Visit 15minuteretirement.com, and we'll gather some information, analyze your success rate, and provide the coaching for any needed changes. Type 15minuteretirement.com to get started on your 15-minute retirement checkup today. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From Genwell Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Thanks for watching on social media. Thanks for listening on the Get Ready for the Future show as we talk the fastest four minutes in investing this week. And John, one of the most common questions I think we get in a client meeting room is when? When is this bull market going to end? We're 10 plus years coming up now on 11 years before too long of a generally upward trend in the stock market. And we do know that every economic cycle goes up and it goes down. So we know it is coming and we know that today we're a day closer than we were yesterday. But getting into predicting when is a fool's errand. You have to just look at the fundamentals and see what's driving the markets currently. And the reality is, as we take a look today at some numbers, fundamentals are still pretty positive. Let's start with the the unknown still out there. We we, we keep monitoring the trade talk, right? Yep. And, and it and it talk about up and down. It, oh, yeah. it goes up and down almost daily sometimes. Yeah. But the news recently has been positive. Yeah. They, so last week they they had some meetings and and uh, there was some positive outcome from the trade talks with China. Now we're still a long ways away from a total agreement. Let's be clear about that. But and there's probably another couple of rounds of talks, and those could go either way. But I'm going to offer an opinion, and this is strictly my opinion. I think that there is some merger of, of economics and politics here, clearly, and it would not surprise me for this to be, you know, some theatrics going on by the Trump administration to sort of orchestrate a, a, a late-in-the-election cycle big news of trade breakthrough to rally the market and, and create some positive vibe for a Trump uh, a Trump re-election bid. And so that I think that there's some factors there that we're closely watching, but it is a step in the right direction for us as far as trade is concerned. Yeah. And of course, long ways away from a total agreement, but the news has been positive there. The markets have reacted to that uh, somewhat. But the big thing we always track is earnings. It, uh, it always comes down to fundamentals. And, and I think there's always emotion in the market. This time last year, we were dealing with that. A lot of uh, emotional investing going on. But we believe that the markets always return to fundamentals. Now, earnings season has begun, and corporate America is reporting their earnings. And the health of those companies, John, still good. We are talking about a slower-than-last-year growth, though. Yeah, clearly we were red hot last yeah. year. And so you just can't do double digit growth all the time, as as we like to say around here. But I think that we're going to have a an okay earnings season in the third quarter. But the fourth quarter and, and into 2020, it really does look more promising. It lo- does look like that, that earnings will pick up. The earnings on the S&P 500 companies are going to be probably in the 3% range. And so we should see uh, some momentum going into 2020. And that could forestall a recession. As long as earnings of companies are good, there's likely not to be a recession because obviously the economy has to contract for a recession to be around. And that also kind of goes back to the trade talk, because if the trade thing gets hammered out, 2020 could even be rosier than that. All right. So one other look we'll take here with about a minute left, less than that, is the yield curve. Everybody was worried about the yield curve inverting. Now we see that it has recently steepened. Yeah, so the the relationship of the two-year to the 10-year Treasury yield uh, is the steepest it's been in two months. And so, you know, we've had really a a very positive impact on the bond market by interest rates coming down. Mm -hmm. Now we're beginning to take a look at, and, and, you know, the the weak manufacturing data that we've had uh, in the last couple of months uh, has a lot of folks on guard about the economy. But under the surface, we see that yield curve beginning to kind of normalize a little bit or steepen a little bit because a flat yield curve or an inverted yield curve is also one of those signs of a potential recession. Usually is for sure. That's a look at the fastest four minutes in investing. Thanks for watching on social media and listening. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. More wisdom from Arkansas's most listened to financial talk show is just around the corner after the break. Stay tuned. You ain't heard nothing yet. Buckle up, because we're back with the Get Ready for the Future show. 
So do you have a plan for retirement to provide yourself and your spouse with consistent, dependable income, or do you just have a collection of investments? And if you have an advisor, does that advisor provide you with a plan of how and when to sell to provide yourself with income? At GenWealth, we believe your retirement should be more than just investments. We believe planning is the key. A retirement income plan for you, that's what our advisors do every day. And we have offices all over the state of Arkansas in West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs. We're also in El Dorado and Bossier City, Louisiana. There's an advisor near you if you're hearing my voice today. And if you'd like to begin the first step in the GenWealth Ready to Retire process, an advisor is waiting to sit with you. And you can do it in one of two ways. Reach out to us via phone at 501-653-7355. Again, 501-653-7355. That will get you in touch with an advisor in any of those offices at GenWealth, or you can reach out via email. Just send one to info at getreadyforthefuture.com. So we're going to tie that income planning in on this show about taxes. It's all about taxes. All month long in October, we've been talking about fear factor. And the fear factors in retirement. What scares you about going into retirement? Some of the top fears we've discussed all month long is are running out of money, Social Security. What about a market downturn? Those are big fears. And today it's a fear of taxes and not really about the fact that they're coming and you're going to have to pay them. But how can you minimize them or how can you create a strategy that's efficient when you're talking about taking money out of your investments over the course of your retirement life? And there are many things to discuss, but we're going to spend a little bit of time in this segment, guys, about RMDs, talking about RMDs. And that's something that some people have probably heard that acronym. Uh, Many people may fully understand it, but we find that people are not fully aware of the fact that as we talked about in the last segment, if your money is in a qualified plan, if it is in an IRA, or if it's in a 401k, or if it's in in an investment that has not been taxed, the money went in before it was taxed, there's going to come a day where you have to begin taking that money out. So let's let's talk about that a little bit more. So inside of most 401ks now, you have the option, and we're just going to use 401ks generically, by the way, your corporate retirement plan, whatever that is. So inside of most 401ks, you have the option to contribute either traditional or Roth dollars. If you contribute Roth dollars, then you're paying the taxes when you do the contribution. In other words, that's not coming out on a on a pre-tax basis. And so you don't get that deduction. So later on, when you take out the Roth dollars from your 401k, then that money is not going to be taxed because it was taxed in the beginning. But what you're going to see in pretty much every plan out there is that there's going to be at least some portion of it that is traditional money, whether it was put in by you or whether it was the company match. So even if you put in Roth money, the company match is coming in traditional dollars. So those dollars have not been taxed. All right. If the IRS wants anything, they want a check. So that's the reason for required minimum distributions. The point is whether you need the money or not, then when you reach 70 and a half, and there's more details on the exact timing on this, but generally speaking, when you reach 70 and a half, you have to start taking out a portion, it's 3.65% in the first year, of what has not yet been taxed. The Roth portion could stay in there if you want. You don't have required minimum distributions on that, but on the traditional portion you do so that the IRS can get their check. So here's the fear factor. Here's where the fear comes in. If you don't take the required minimum distribution at 70 and a half or later after 70 and a half, if you miss one, the penalty, just the penalty, is 50% of what you should have taken out. So let's say your required minimum distribution is $1,000. They're going to penalize you $500, just the penalty. Then they're going to levy taxes on the $1,000. So by the time you're done, you've probably given 70 to 80% of your money to the state and federal government because you missed the RMD. And I think it's interesting, guys, that, you know, RMDs come along right about the same time when, you know, your your memory begins to, to uh, begins to wane just a little bit as you get older. You you're know? asking, why did I come in this room? And you've got to remember to take an RMD. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's just really kind of almost I will say there was a client that I met with that 
that had forgotten to take before they came to Gen Wealth, we realized that they missed their first RMD. So we did get them in contact with a CPA, and that CPA was actually able to work with them and correct the situation. Uh, I think they sent a letter to the IRS, and there was a time period of, of you had to wait so long to get a response from them. So if you are in a situation where you've missed an RMD, it can be corrected. It's not guaranteed to be corrected without the penalty, but it's worth going down that path and seeing if you can get that taken care of. And I try to make a big deal of this to people. I call it the 50% penalty that it, that looms out there in retirement because that is a huge threat to, to a lot of folks. And, you know, no one wants to, between taxes and, and penalty, give 70 or 80% of their annual distribution of their IRA to the IRS. You just don't want to yeah. do that. And so it is something that that we pay a lot of attention to. We have an entire administrative staff that that I won't say they just shut down about September or October, but they they there is a significant <laughs> amount of their time that gets diverted to looking at clients' accounts and contacting clients to make sure that yeah. they are taking their RMD. Now, let's be clear. That's not our responsibility. It's the client's responsibility. Right. But that is a service that we provide our clients because we don't want you to have to pay that penalty. So let's talk about a case where you would not have an RMD, even if you have traditional dollars. Let's, let's think about somebody who's still working uh, past the age of 70 and a half. If you still have a 401k, you're contributing to that. In the vast majority of cases, there is not going to be a requirement for you to take a required minimum distribution while you are still working. Now, let me tell you why that's important to understand. If you're thinking, oh, there's no action on my point, I don't need to know about it. Here's the deal. When you talk with a financial advisor, let's say you're 75 years old, guess what that financial advisor in most cases is going to want you to do and to recommend that you do? They're going to recommend that you do a rollover. Here, we talk about that all the time when somebody turns 59 and a half, if they're planning to not continue working into RMD years, which most people are going to be retired before 70 and a half. But I had a gentleman years ago, uh, he, he was still working at 80, healthy as could be, and still wanted to keep working. We left his 401k in place because had we moved it over, he would have been subject to the required minimum distribution, which at 80 is, is a significant percentage, so we left it in place. If you go somewhere where they do not understand the rules of required minimum distributions, you're going to be in a situation where you've still got income coming from work. You don't at all need the required minimum distribution, but you have to take it anyway just because you've moved it to an IRA. And I think this brings up a great point, Janet. If you are working and you have a 401k and over 70 and a half, you don't have to take the RMD from the 401k. But if you've got a, an IRA yes. that you contributed to or from an old rollover and you're still working at 70, you do have to take the RMD from the IRA. That they don't care if you're still yeah. working at 70 and a half if you have an IRA. It only applies to the 401k money. And this is where it really gets complex. Yeah. And, and again, this is where seeking professional advice is very important. Right. The other thing that we run into every now and then is, is someone who's not working, but they don't need the RMD. Yes. They've got plenty of income coming in otherwise. So what a lot of people will do is they see that as an opportunity to give to a charity or give to their church. But it's important to understand that if you take the RMD and it comes from your IRA and comes to you, then you're going to pay taxes on it, right? Right. So let's say the RMD, like you said earlier, is $1,000. Right. Then let's say you pay 25% in taxes on that. So you get $750. You turn around and give it to your church. Right. Or what you can do if you don't need that income is you can just have the money go directly from the IRA to the church and you don't have to pay the taxes on it. So they get the full thousand dollars. That's right. And and that also comes into play when you think about uh, deductions. And, yeah. and, you know, if you're a standard deduction, uh, if your deductions are not up to the standard deduction of twenty four thousand dollars, you taking that thousand dollars from the IRA, you're going to pay taxes on it and then turn around and give it to the church. But you're not going to be able to deduct that 
that $750 that you give to the church. Whereas you can give the full $1,000 and avoid the taxation on that $1,000 if it's done directly to the charitable organization. Let me me talk about the dollar amount in just a minute. Keep in mind, we're just using $1,000 for super easy math on the examples that we're using. But if you have in your first year of RMDs, if you have $100,000, which many Arkansans have that and measurably more, if you have $100,000 in traditional IRA money, you're looking at $3,650 that you have to take as a required minimum distribution. So we're talking about larger numbers. Frankly, we've seen many people, several people over the years who have had a required minimum distribution that was enough to buy a brand new pickup truck. And so it, it is important that you understand the rules of this because the numbers can get significant. One more point about that is uh, Troy kind of alluded to this, that there are folks that have plenty of income and don't need the RMD. Well, that doesn't matter. You still have to take it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we will do oftentimes is just take that money, expose it to taxation, and then turn around and reinvest it into a non-qualified or a non-tax, uh, you know, preferred account, and and let that money continue to be invested for them. Uh, it minimizes the impact of that. You're not draining down your assets as much as if you take it and spend it. And so there's a lot of, I guess, a lot of concern by people. Oftentimes, I have people argue with me sometimes when they come in and they go like, "I don't need that money. Why do I have to take that money? Why is the government making me?" Well, the government they wants want their money. Their money. Yeah. I mean, that's that and I say their money it's your money they want their taxes from it and so it is part of the matrix that you work through in this but it is something that is very complex and Scott I think it just points out the need for professional help yeah I think you're right and when you talk about you could reinvest it you, you said a non-qualified account and that's if you're retired right I mean you right. could actually if you're still earning income you could actually contribute it back in there if you wanted to but obviously that affects it as well but it does highlight the need for professional help when you're talking about RMD service. Because if you have accounts scattered over multiple places, then it is a little bit tougher for, I think, that RMD service to be administered. You know, guys, I feel like we've played the if-then game in this whole segment. If this, then that. If this, then that. Let me just say, it can't, it's complicated. If you're new to this, it's complicated, but it doesn't have to be. All you need to do is to get with an advisor who understands RMDs and who can walk through this with you. And you can reach out to a general financial advisor by calling 501-653-7355 or emailing us. Just send it to info at getreadyforthefuture.com. And actually, if you go to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com, there's a button right there that you can schedule an appointment. Just click on that. And Anna Olive, our client introductory specialist, will get in touch with you and match you with an advisor. So that's our segment on RMDs. We're going to talk about Roth conversions. What's all that about? That's next. Education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we'll be right back. From the Gen Wealth Radio Network studios, we're back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show. About halfway home on this edition of the Get Ready for the Future show as we talk about taxes. Um, It's all part of Fear Factor Month on the Get Ready for the Future show. All October long, we've been talking about the different fears that folks have about retirement, whether it's running out of money, Social Security, a big market downturn, or as today's topic is taxes. Going back to Social Security one more time, I want to invite you again to our final Gen Wealth Academy workshop coming up October 29th at 6.30 at Mike's Place in Conway. The topic is Social Security. Stephanie Smith, a member of our GenWealth team, will be there. She spent 27 years as a member of the Social Security Administration, and she has a vast knowledge of the topic. And it's really a Q&A session, an opportunity for you to bring questions you have about Social Security and get those questions answered. Free to attend, as all GenWealth Academy workshops are. If you've never been to one, Uh, Dinner is provided. It is a very relaxed environment. We want it to be interactive. We're not going to spend an hour just lecturing up there or presenting. We want you to be able to get your questions answered. That is our priority, and it is always education-driven. We are not there to sell you anything. We are there to get you your questions answered. So if you'd like to attend, there are just a few seats left. Uh, Mike's Place has a private room and and space is limited there. So there are a couple of spots for you. And you can reserve your spot by going to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. 
and it again is absolutely free to attend and it's our final Gen Wealth Academy workshop of 2019. We're going to take November and December off. Yeah, I was going to mention that you said this is the final Gen Wealth Academy workshop for the year. Uh, we will be back next year. And Did we'll I be, fail to say that? Yeah, the first, at, at the first part, the yeah. First part. I was like going, <laughs> we're quitting. Wow. No, we're not no, quitting. No. Never doing that. No, we're never quitting because there's always a need for education. There's always a need to help you understand more about finances because let's face it, finances are complex. Mm-hmm. That They're complicated and that's one of the reasons we're visiting this subject today, Scott, is that there is a lot of complexity, especially as you go through life and you got IRAs here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, we spent last segment talking about RMDs, which stand for Required Minimum Distributions. And I do want to kind of put a bow around that to talk about the importance of consolidating those accounts, because I did have, and we see this quite often, uh, that people come to us, uh, maybe they're almost into retirement, or maybe they're already in retirement, and they have multiple accounts with different firms. And I had this happen about a year and a half ago that that was actually the priority for this client to come to see us was she needed help with RMDs. She was about to turn 70 and a half and she had accounts, about five different accounts that were qualified accounts that were going to uh, require those RMDs and she needed help figuring it all out. And it really highlights the importance of consolidation because you don't have to take the RMD from each individual IRA, for example. You can aggregate that total and take it from a single account. And what we do at GenWealth is all about providing consistent and dependable retirement income to folks. So when you think about the importance there of controlling what you sell and when you sell it can become very difficult when multiple firms are sending you RMD checks every year. So aggregating those or consolidating those accounts and aggregating the total, Janet, can make all the difference when it comes to where you take your income from. It absolutely can, Scott. And that's that's just one of the examples where there's a lot to understand in this process. Uh, one of the things we were talking about even during the break, I, I had a, a client uh, years ago, he was, he was brand new to us and still kind of getting to know the process. And he thought that he had to figure out all of this stuff on his own. And he came in and said, I've, I've got this RMD thing figured out. And I said, okay, well, let's, let's talk through that. Tell me where you are on it. And frankly, the way the RMD is really uh, calculated is through something called a factor. And we use percentages because we want to speak in English instead of, you know, mathematician ease, if you will. And so um, he had treated the factor, which is 27.4, as a percentage, meaning instead of withdrawing 3.65% of all of his traditional IRA money that year for his required minimum distribution, he was going to withdraw 27.4%. Ouch. Mm. Yeah, that would have made a significant, I mean, obviously it would have been done in under four years. You know, the the entire account would have been exposed to taxes. That's not how this works. But the issue that that I see is he thought he understood it. Mm -hmm. That's the key. You've got to be sure that you take the time to work with professionals, with your CPA, with your financial advisor, to be sure that you have a strategy in place and that you really do understand the rules for required minimum distributions. Well, let's talk a little bit about how you avoid this or how you lessen this impact because we're, we've obviously talked about the fear factor of getting banged by the the RMD you know uh, penalty that's out there and then there's obviously the taxation on RMDs especially if you don't need the income one of the things that I would really implore a lot of our pre-retirement folks and people at, when I say in pre-retirement, maybe in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, is to take a look at the ability to either A, Janet, as you mentioned, contribute to the Roth portion of your 401k plan, yes. or think about doing conversions of your IRA account to a Roth IRA account and slowly paying those taxes now, because if taxes are higher in the future, you're going to come out maybe better by paying those taxes now. We have the ability through financial planning software that we have to be able to look and say, okay, can we, I'm going to use a, a, a financial lingo term here, can we fill up the bracket? So let's say that that 
you're in the 12% tax bracket, and then the 22% tax bracket, let's say, starts at uh, a certain level of income. I don't have this in front of me as I'm talking about it, but you may be making just beyond that, that uh, just above that 12% threshold. Well, you may have a lot of money to go uh, before you hit that higher threshold of taxes, and you can do conversions and not increase yeah. your rate of taxation. You know, conversions, I feel like, are one of the most misunderstood things in our industry. Like, people hear, oh, it's good to do a conversion, and they come in wanting to convert everything. Mm -hmm. Just no questions asked, let me, let me do a conversion. I heard that's a good thing to do. You have to understand the tax impact of it. <clears throat> and so it's important to understand, like, based on how much money you have. I had a client one time who was relatively new to us, and they came in with a, a Roth that was 300 and something thousand dollars. And I was like, that's a lot of money to have in a Roth mm -hmm. at this stage. How did you get that much Roth money? They had been advised to convert the entire balance. Oh, man. And that's a, that's a real problem because that entire balance is taxable in the year that you make that conversion. And one of the things that we would do, Troy, is to look at, you know, what's the, what's the uh, easy tax burden that you can do a Roth conversion on? Right. <clears throat> a good... Um a good thing to be looking out for, especially if you're younger, and you know the younger people tend to early on in their career jump around job-wise. Yep. And so if you've got a orphan, what we call an orphan 401k sitting out there that may be a small balance right now, that's a good opportunity to potentially convert that to Roth because it's got a long time to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and let's talk about the impact of that. So let's say you have $10,000. You convert that $10,000 IRA or 401k plan to a Roth IRA. You're going to pay tax on that $10,000 when you convert it. But if you're young, as you said, let's say you're 25 years old and you've got a long time before you're going to ever need that Roth money. That All of that interest, if you will, or all the earnings of that account grow on a tax-deferred basis. And then when you take it out, the entire thing is tax-free. And that allows you to have tax diversification when you retire. And this goes back to something that Janet mentioned in the first segment. She said, no one knows what, what will happen with taxes throughout your retirement or really just going forward, even if you're nowhere near retirement. But if you've got assets in a Roth IRA or the Roth portion of your 401k, you do know that you won't have to pay any taxes on That's that right. when you withdraw it. So in that situation, it really doesn't matter what happens with taxes. That goes under the category of control, what you can control. Yeah, and think about the impact that can make. Because again, going back to the plan here and providing someone with consistent dependable income, you talked about it earlier, they want to deal in net numbers, right? right. So if let's say you've got a plan that GenWealth has created that is going to provide you with $8,000 a month in gross income, well, that's going to be about $6,000 net, right? If that's the goal, get $6,000 net. But if a substantial amount of that is Roth IRA money and is not taxable, you're not going to have to withdraw a full $8,000 a month, John. You're going to be able to withdraw less and still get the $6,000 net. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And, and here's another thing that's a little bit in the weeds, but I'm going to go here just so everybody understands the power of a Roth IRA. When it comes to drawing Social Security, they look at, uh, there is a, a, just an arcane calculation on Social Security and determining whether it's taxable or not. So what they do is they take half your Social Security and add it to all of your income, uh, all, everything that you, even income from tax-free municipal bonds yeah. actually goes to calculate up what is determined to be your provisional income. And it's your provisional income that decides how much your Social Security is taxed. Well, obviously, if you've got income coming from IRAs and 401k plans and even tax-free municipal bonds and interest on bank accounts and all of that, all that goes to provisional income. What's the one thing that doesn't count in provisional income? The Roth IRA. It's income from a Roth IRA. So if you have a big, fat Roth IRA when you go to file for Social Security, then the impact on taxation of your Social Security is affected positively by the existence of that Roth IRA and income from that Roth IRA. Where if those were still traditional dollars, you would be paying taxes on the income from the traditional IRA, and it would increase the taxation that your Social Security is 
subject to. Yeah, and and I think that it's also important, Scott, as we roll through the show here, and if you're just joining us, understand, you want to consult a tax expert. We are not tax experts. We are not in the business of, of advising you on taxation. We work with CPAs and, and bookkeepers and things of that nature to help you understand this, but you want to have a final word on this. The CPA has the final word on this as to how it actually impacts your overall tax situation. We certainly love the Roth IRA for the tax-free withdrawal, but again, the flexibility of it too, to circle back to the R&D conversation that we were having earlier, and it's already been mentioned, but should be reiterated here. You've got flexibility there. If you have a substantial amount in your Roth IRA and Oh, by the way, you turn 70 and a half, and the traditional dollars are now in a position where they have to become, uh, start to be withdrawn because of the required minimum distribution. You don't have to take an RMD when you're 70 and a half from a Roth IRA. You're absolutely right about that. Let me just say this about the Roth IRA. I think it ought to be in the top two or three things that you look at as a wealth accumulation vehicle if you're a young person. Uh, there's a lot of things out there, but and, and oftentimes people go, eh, IRAs, they don't earn much. Well, that's, that's bull because an IRA is not an account. An IRA is a designation on an account, and you can invest it anywhere. So a Roth IRA, I think, for a young person is really almost the Swiss Army knife of financial instruments that you need to have in your plan. If you'd like to learn more, you can reach out to an advisor, 501-653-7355 or info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Just send us an email. Final segment of the Get Ready for the Future show is next. Don't miss a minute of the Get Ready for the Future show. Look for our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or visit getreadyforthefuture.com slash radio. We'll be right back. We're back with more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money on the Get Ready for the Future show. Well, certainly retirement is complex, and I think we have uh, highlighted that by a, an entire show so far about taxes and how to deal with that and the decisions surrounding that as you go into retirement, whether it's required minimum distributions or the option to consider converting some of your traditional IRA dollars to Roth IRA dollars and, and some of the uh, things to consider when it, when it comes to that. But really, these are all components of a larger plan that we believe you should have. And, and, and we mentioned this a couple of times during the show, that that's what we do every day for our clients is build a retirement income plan. It's about providing you consistent and dependable income in retirement. And certainly taxes are a huge consideration. But as we wrap up today's Get Ready for the Future show, we want to spend a little time talking about the bigger picture, and that is the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. So when you think about this income conversation, certainly some people, as we talked about, who are in retirement and don't want to take uh, any money out of their IRAs and, and, and are faced with that RMD coming at 70 and a half, they are probably... Uh, sufficiently provided with a couple of big social security checks, possibly, maybe one or two pensions, possibly. Maybe they have outside income sources coming as well. They have sufficient income. They have significant income. But the majority of the people that we see and we work with and we plan for are going to either need and or want additional income more than what their guaranteed income sources are going to provide them. Yeah, and that's where you begin to try to harmonize what's going on in in your overall financial picture. I know you guys have probably uh, experienced this a time or two in your lives. You've been sitting maybe at a concert or in church or something like that, and somebody's in the wrong key. Maybe it's on it's an, usually me, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but somebody's playing. You know, I've actually heard that before. Never mind. Uh, anyway, somebody's playing an instrument and it's in the wrong key or something like that. And, and it just isn't coming together. Yeah, yeah. And it just feels, and if they stay that way the entire song, the entire song just feels weird. It's and, stuff. And it yeah. just doesn't work for you. Well, if you are not harmonizing with your finances, if you're not harmonizing all of your finances together and creating a very cohesive retirement income plan, then retirement is going to feel a little herky-jerky, a little stilted, a little off-key. You know, one of the things we, we've talked about so much over the years is that I, I think you can accidentally be a successful accumulator. I don't think you can really accidentally be a successful retiree. 
it, yeah. there's a big difference because when you're putting money into investments, whether you choose traditional or Roth, whatever you're doing, you're going to, if you just keep money, if you just keep putting money in, you're going to get to a point where there's a significant amount of money in that account, whatever it is, regardless of the investments that you've chosen. But when you get to retirement, you've got to have a game plan on how to withdraw that. Yeah, you mentioned uh, that you can accidentally be a successful retiree. The biggest factor in being a successful accumulator is just doing it. Yeah. Just putting money to work. Right. That is what I think the statistic is that about 70% of the success of a, of a successful accumulator comes from just having a good habit of That's putting right. money to work into, you know, growth oriented type investments. So that part of it, not a big deal. Now, there's some levers that you can pull in there that actually enhance that sure. that experience, and that's what we do on the uh, accumulation side of things. But when it comes to this retirement planning thing, this Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process isn't just some gimmick slogan that we came up with, Troy. It is very much a finely tuned process. Yeah, and it's a whole it's a whole planning process that we go through where we meet with you first and determine what's important to you. We talk, you know, mostly about what's the income that you need. And then our team of advisors goes back and puts that plan together that's tailored just for you. So everybody gets a different plan that's just for them. Uh, and then we get back together and, and go over that plan with you and make sure you're comfortable with everything and make sure that you understand your plan. That's pretty important so that you, you have a high level of confidence that you're going to receive the income that you need in retirement. The other point to understand on this plan is, yes, we're putting it together, hopefully prior to your first day of retirement, but you know, life is not a snapshot. Life is a video. It is ever-changing, and that plan is a snapshot, and we're projecting forward on this and, and making some reasonable expectations in the plan, but at some point in the future, you know, there have been many times when we've gone back and we're maybe 10 years into somebody's plan and we'll rework it because things have adjusted over time. And, and that's important to do as well. You don't buy a vehicle and never take it in for an oil change. You, you're going to kill it if you do that. Candace Stanley and I were working with a client the other day and she came in and this is a client that's been a client of ours for 10 years. And she came in and she said, hey, I was looking at their original plan and they got way more money than, than yeah. what we had anticipated them having mm -hmm. because markets have been great and, you know, they've, they've done well with their investments and things of that nature. And I said, well, just go ahead and, and take that old plan and then look at how we were going to plan and then let's update it with the new numbers. Right. Because it is clearly a, a ever-changing type situation. You have changes in finances, you have changes in investment uh, regulations, you have changes in tax regulations, you have all these changes going on. You have changes in life, Scott, because the things that they talked about, what this couple talked about when they came into us at 55, well, their circumstances are actually completely different at 65 now. And we're beginning to talk through this with them and how they want to begin to take income from their uh, assets and what have you. And it's very much a, a ongoing journey that we go through. I can't tell you how many times I've sat with a client who may have had uh, an advisor previously. And uh, one of the reasons they're unhappy with that advisor is because of a lack of communication, a lack of consistent communication. And that's one of the things we definitely feel is very important is that our relationship and that's what it is it, it's not client and customer or client and customer and, and, a, and an advisor it is a an ongoing relationship that we at least Troy sit down at a minimum once a year with our clients to make those updates on the plan right another another good example of just when a plan needs to be updated I've, I've got a client that's in retirement taking income and she received an inheritance uh, her father had passed away and so we re-ran the plan for her with the inheritance money included and showed her what a difference that can make in her income. And it was a big deal to her mm. um, to be able to do some things that she's always wanted to do with her daughter. Now she can do that because yeah. we re-ran that plan for her. Scott, several years ago, I, I had the opportunity to begin a, a new relationship with a physician, my personal physician. And he has this program that you go in every year and you have this battery of tests done and you, you measure progress on how you're doing and, and what's happening and, and you make adjustments along the way. And that has been probably one of the most rewarding personal experiences that yeah. I've been, uh, been through in a long time because I can actually see positive progress happening 
in my health records and in, in my, my own body. And that's the experience that we try to duplicate here at GenWealth by giving people the opportunity to come in and get a baseline and say, yeah. okay, this is where you're at. And here's some recommendations that we've got to try to make some adjustments and, and do some things as far as your overall plan is concerned, and then track that progress along the way. You, you focused in that relationship with the doctor on seeing the positive progress, but you know, and, and my family, we go to the same doctor and do the same thing that you're talking about each year. But one of the reasons though that we do it is yeah the positive is encouraging but if there's something bad going on and you don't physically know it there's no sign for you to know yeah then the doctor's also going to catch that and that's one of the key reasons that you also want to work with a financial advisor so they can see those red flags so to speak and help you change your plan accordingly and interestingly enough this experience scott has uh, emboldened me to have some additional empathy for folks with their finances because you know when janet starts talking about if something bad is going on and you don't know it what's the normal thing that people want to do i just don't want to know you know i just maybe it'll all be okay and and it's never going to be okay because if you got something bad going on it's only going to get worse that's right and so you know i i go through that and you know i'm like oh boy we got to go do these blood tests and what if it shows up something that you know just go do the test just Just go do it it. and 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 then you address it and then you just move on and and then it gets better and that's that's the experience that we are seeking to create at gen wealth is one that that is uh, i'm just going to call it an experience of stewardship you're stewarding along you the client in the journey toward their financial goals and objectives that they have. It's not a transaction. It's not a one shot. Hey, let's do this for you. And we're all good and done. It is a journey that we go on and it is very productive, just like the experience that we've had in the medical realm of, of it being productive for us and our families. It is a, a journey that you want to go on from a financial standpoint. And it is a journey that we will meet you wherever you are currently along that oh, road. That is so important to yeah, talk it, about. It does not matter if you're in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, walking up on retirement, already in retirement, sitting down with a Gen Wealth advisor can begin to get those questions answered. And we know people have questions. I think it's so important, John, what you said about uh, the fact that sometimes you just don't want to know the answers, but yeah. that's not going to solve any problems. Hey, if you're a hot mess financially, you know, if yeah. you are just uh, smoking around here, you know, <laughs> it, you you go, okay, I just don't think I am in the shape to go to a financial advisor. Come to see us. Yeah. We will put you with an advisor that is is very much uh, temperamentally uh, equipped to help you where you are. It doesn't matter if you have millions of dollars or if you have hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt, you still need some advice and you still need help. You know, there are a lot of people in the industry who uh, won't meet with investors unless they have $250,000 of investable assets or more because that's the profitability line, basically. We have at GenWealth defined that as our just cause. We just believe it's wrong to turn people away if they're not at that point. We work with multimillionaires and people who are just getting started. So wherever you are, Scott, like you said earlier, we're going to meet you wherever you are. Whatever your point is, we're willing to help you move forward. Taking the first step down the GenWealth Ready to Retire process is only a phone call away, 501-653-7355, or an email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com to set up your first complimentary appointment with a GenWealth advisor. Well, we're out of time for this week's Get Ready for the Future show. We're putting Fear Factor to bed, and November is next. We'll talk to you again next week. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. 